Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. He's doing good. As you as you experience what you expect, be thankful. Amen. If I hear somebody shout, "Thank you, Lord," I'll just know. I'll just know there there another healing. Another person person got a hold of it. You know, healing is not something we got to go get. It's something we already have. And sometimes it's just the matter of getting that light. Right? You know, this, the, you know when people explain something to you and they communicate something to you and you stop for a minute and you say, I see that. But they didn't show you anything. They talked to you. But we see with our ears. Amen? The way we see things, well, actually you see with your heart, but your ears take it in and you get a vision of what they're talking about. And so when you get a vision of what they're saying, you say, yeah, I see that. You know, I've never heard, never, I've never told something to somebody and they say, I hear that. No, they say, I see that. Yeah. Why? Because that's what they do. They see it. And that's, you know, the, and the devil knows that you see with your heart. So he tries to, he's got, he's got the biggest smear campaign going on against God that's, that, that's ever been in this world. He's got lies in the church by mega lies, religious tradition that, that keeps people back from receiving and, and having everything that God wants for them. And, so, and, he, and he, he, he just he, he, he takes their experience and their or I should say their lack of experience and he uses it against us. And he takes he takes what we saw and he says, see that? God didn't come through. And that's not true. That's a lie. God's never not come through. Ever. And, and that's the vision we have to start with. The vision of God that says He cannot, will not, won't fail you is the number one vision you have to keep. He loves us unconditionally without any... He holds nothing back. It's too late for Him. He already gave you everything. Thank you, Lord. He, if, if He would have wanted to hold something back, it's too late. He already gave it. And He doesn't take back. He doesn't. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Once He gives them, He doesn't take them back. You may never use them. That's up to you. You may never have them. But the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. You know, he keeps showing me this. I'm not, I'm, he showed me this afternoon. Somebody, I don't know what's in a church or watching online, lost this fingernail. And it never grew back. And he's growing it back. Expect to see it grow back. This fingernail, the right hand, third finger. I've, I've seen it this afternoon and, I, and I'm seeing it again, so I'm going to say it. Amen? You know, people say, well, that's, they could live without that. Why put up with it? God wants you to have that fingernail. I like my fingernails. In fact, as I broke one earlier in the week, wasn't sure I'd be able to preach. <laughs> Lord's helping me though. But but our vision of God is going to decide so many times what we receive from God. And so the devil wants to mess that up. Look look and open your Bibles to Matthew nine. Matthew 9, verse 35. 
How many know Jesus, it says in Hebrews, that He was the express image? In, in other words, when you saw Jesus, and you, not only when you saw Him, when you watched what He did, that's what God did. Now, in other words, Jesus was the express image of God. You know, when people say, you know, God doesn't heal everybody, well, that right here, it says He healed every sickness and every disease among the people. Right? And, you know, maybe everybody didn't get healed, but God healed everybody. God saved everybody. Doesn't mean everybody will be saved. Because everybody has to receive that salvation. They have to believe they receive. Amen? And this verse says, And Jesus went about all cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues. Jesus was a big churchgoer, wasn't He? I mean, he was, everywhere he went, he showed up in a synagogue, and most of the people in the synagogue didn't like him. Let me rephrase that. The head of the people in the synagogue didn't like him. The people that were there, the lady that was bowed over, the man with the hand, the people, they were real happy to see Jesus. Amen? And it says he went about teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom. What was he preaching? The goodness of God. He was preaching that God sent me. I'm here, you're forgiven, you're healed. This, I, I'm, I'm the one that was promised. Amen? Amen? And healing every sickness and every disease that was among the people. Now you would think in a, in a crowd as large as you know he had, that somebody wouldn't have got healed. But obviously that's not true. Every person got healed. So they had, when he preached, they heard and then they saw. They heard him talk and they saw who he was. And when they saw who he was, they received him as who he was and then they got what he had. Amen? Because you have to, you have to receive the prophet for what the prophet's doing. You're not going to get it without receiving him as a prophet. Right? And they received him, obviously, or there wouldn't have been healings. Well, we know that because we can look on down in Matthew 13. Matthew 13, verse, well, like 53. Matthew 13, 53. And it came to pass when Jesus finished, he departed thence. I guess I went to verse 2 back. 54. And when he was coming to his own country, back in the synagogue, Jesus back to church, and he was he was in the church and he was teaching. What's he teaching? Same thing he taught all the time: goodness, gospel of the kingdom. And when you teach the gospel of the kingdom, healings happen. That's what that's what happens when you teach the goodness of God. The goodness of God will happen. Why? Because it gives people a vision of God of God's goodness. Amen. Amen? And so he taught this in the synagogue, and they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom? Now, King James, I'm going to rephrase it and say, How in the world does this man talk like this? <laughs> and what about all these mighty works? He's like, hey, they're only hearing about the mighty works because they ain't getting any. Right? Verse 55. Is not this the carpenter's son? What did they see? 
Because they're about to get what they saw. They received everything they saw in Jesus this day. And see, that's why the devil wants to spend so much time messing up our vision of God. Over and over again, he wants, he wants people to say, well, he doesn't heal all the time, and maybe you didn't do this, or maybe you didn't get that, or maybe you should have been here. Sometimes he does. You don't know. God's, God, God works in mysterious ways. He may be teaching you something with all that bad stuff happening to you. He put it on, God don't put bad stuff on nobody. Never has, never will. And that's the vision of God you gotta get a hold of. Cause the minute, the minute you take something else and put it in your vision, if God's good, He stays good. Anything else, did you know what's bad to you is bad to Him? Right? If it's sickness and you don't like it, He didn't like it so much, He took it away for you. Amen? And, 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 and when we, when, when that vision gets skewed by something else, when it gets corrupted, when light gets corrupted by darkness, it's no longer light. Amen? If you put a tree up, it will make shade. And it will corrupt darkness. It will corrupt light. It'll, it'll take, it'll get in the way of it. When we allow traditions and, and lack of experience or experience, if you will, to, to give us our vision of our Father, then we lose out on the goodness of God. Amen? And, and they, go back to the verse up here. They said, they said, isn't this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother Mary? What, what are they doing? Well, he, he was a man. But he was a man full of the Holy Ghost, anointed by God. What did it say in, in, in Acts 10, what's 10.38? How Jesus Christ was anointed and went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That's what Jesus did. That's the Jesus they could have had that day. They could have had this Jesus. But, but they, did, they chose to look at him and not receive. And they, they didn't see the word, and because they didn't hear the word right, because they couldn't, because their view was already skewed. Amen? How many people have ever had an Arnold Palmer? It's half tea, half lemonade. Right? It's not tea, and it's not lemonade. Right? Did you know that faith mixed with doubt is not faith anymore? Tea mixed with lemonade is no longer tea. Right? And it's no longer lemonade. Fact is, if you put tea in my lemonade, I ain't drinking it. Because I don't like tea. Right? There are things that you can... That you, it's like drawing a mustache on a, on a lady's poster. Right? You, you're trying to change... What you did is you just changed the vision of who she is. And what the, what, what, what the devil is trying to do through tradition and through other things is he's trying to get us not to believe in our good God. He's trying to get us not to call him what he is. You know, interestingly enough, the songs tonight, he's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. Huh? He, he, he's a good God. And, and, and th- this is what, when we say those things, we shouldn't just be saying them. That should be our picture. That, that should be our image of who he is. It shouldn't be, maybe he is, maybe if I sing it long enough, he'll be this. He was that before we sang it. Amen? 
Before we sing the song, He was your way maker. Now, if during that song you got a vision of Him making a way for you, right? You just got light. Light. And if that light stays single, if that eye will focus on that, He's my way maker. I'm not going to, I'm going to make it. Right? God's always come through for me. When our vision stays like that, then we cannot lose. So the only thing, the only weapon that the devil's got against that is to get us to go against it. Right? Because no weapon he forms can prosper against us. Right? You, you know the main person you hear most often? You. I was sitting in my office today and I was meditating. I was thinking, I'm like, man, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> Not with my mouth open, but everything I say, I hear. In my, I hear. Right? And, and that's what's creating the vision uh, that I'm gonna that I'm gonna project, because what I hear is what 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 you hear is what you'll see, right? If you had a black cat, and somebody said you ever seen a black cat, immediately you're gonna think of the black cat you had. You're gonna think of his name. Amen. If God's good, and your vision of God is good, it'd be like you having, you know, Kevin and Susan. I've known Kevin and Susan forever. Somebody came up to me and said, you will not believe what they did. They just had guns and they were out robbing the 7-Eleven. You know what I'd say? I'd say, now. Why? Because I know them. My vision of them, that doesn't fit. And so when the, when the devil brings out these visions about God, these things that, that just aren't true, then, then you, that's when we have our vision settled in our heart and we're single-minded, we're single-eyed, if you will, then, then you don't get thrown off. Why? He's a good God. No, you're not going to get healed this time. I got healed last time. I got healed before last time. I was healed before that. And I'm healed after that. I'm not only going to get healed, I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be so healed, it's going to irritate you, devil. People are going to know how healed I am and how healed they can be just like me. Amen? And, and, and when, when, we, when we refuse to let go of our true vision of God, that goodness of God, that, and, and exercise our right to add to, you know, well, I know He's good, but sometimes He uses this good. No, He doesn't use sickness for good. If sickness came out good in your life, it's because you let it in and He taught you with it. He said, don't do that again. Right? He said, don't do that and you won't be sick anymore. Amen? Don't touch the stove and you won't burn your hand. It's real simple. How many touched the stove when they were little? How many did your parents tell you not to before you touched it? Right? Mom, I can't believe you let me touch that. I told you 20 times not to touch it, son. (laughs) Glory to God. So their vision of Jesus kept them back from receiving from him. Go to Matthew 6. Matthew 6, verse 22. It says, The light of the body is the eye. That word eye means your vision, your sight. It doesn't, it's not even talking about these because you don't see with these eyes. You see with your heart. Right? You, you get a, an image of things with your eyes. But what you decide they are happens in your heart. Remember, remember what, uh, 
says in Proverbs, says, my son, attend to my words, pay attention to my sayings, keep them in the midst of, uh, well, let's just read it so I don't get it backwards here. It says, yeah, incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from what? Your eyes. What's he saying? I want what you hear to be in here. Because what, what you hear in here will, will be, it will produce your vision. And that's why, that's why he says guard your heart, because that's where your vision of God is. If you let other things in there, you'll corrupt your vision of God. Amen? The, everything, you know, Brother Moore told me this when we first started helping. He said, he said look at everything you believe and make sure there's a scripture for it. Because, you know, some of the th- I, I looked at some of the things I believe. You know, I know when we were doing Bible studies, people would bring up, you know, verses like we, uh, we can go where, where angels fear to tread. Where's that at? <laughs> I've heard it thousands of times. I can't find it in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually taught it. And I'm like, yeah, we can go where angels fear to tread. I'm not saying you can't, but I don't got a scripture to back it. If you find one, that's great. Right? You know, that, that is, that, that's what you're looking for. Well, mom always said this. Well, mom, my mom, oh, faith hero of mine. But what mom said had to have a scripture. Amen. Just because mom said it. Because you know what? Mom was also a mom, so she said some mom things. Right? Because sometimes parents don't want something to happen, so they use their parental scripture. Right? Thus saith the parent, you know, do this. Right? Well, she had some of those. And she would say them just like she said a scripture, like they were gospel. But they weren't, so you had to get rid of those because they don't, that don't make them a scripture. And, and people, you know, people say, well, yeah, but it would, she meant it good. You know, it doesn't matter how good you meant it if it didn't create a vision of God. That, that will produce the goodness of God. Amen? And, and my mom would have never, I mean, she's the one that told me God was good, and she told me when it didn't look like God was good. I mean, I'm like, Mom, we're moving for the sixth time in three years because we're getting kicked out of our house, and you're telling me God's good? And Andy wants me to prosper? Well, why ain't he helping us now? You know, teenagers think that way. <laughs> adults think that way. <laughs> do you know there's more adults mad at God because of something they think He didn't do? But it was because they were in His hometown. That they were believing religious traditions and experience over God's good. Right? And, and those things, you know, my mom would never let me believe those things. She said, no matter what you see, no matter what you think you know, the Lord is good. He's always your answer. He's never your problem. He's a good God. He heals all the time. She told me that when she had cancer. God heals everybody and heals them all the time. Somebody asked me, well, why, didn't, why, didn't, why wasn't she healed? I said, well, you'll have to ask her when she gets to heaven because she ain't coming back to tell us. Right? Because she's real happy. But if that, if it only takes that to skew my image of God, then I'll never receive from Him in that area again. Amen? 
And, and that, that's what the devil's trying to do. He's going to take, you know, people ask that same old question over and over again. Why do bad things happen to good people? That's, that's the wrong question, right? Why couldn't he help you would be the right question. <laughs> people don't like that as much. It's truth. It's just truth. And, and so when something's happening in my life, I don't go look to why God's at fault. I look at my own life and I say, okay, Lord, where'd I get off? And he says, let me fix you first and then I'll put you back on track. Amen. Quit trying to get back on track. He'll put you back on track. Get fixed. Let him heal you. Let God heal you. I don't care what you've done. Let God heal your body. Quit thinking about what works you didn't do, what, where you didn't go, what you haven't said. Quit looking at that stuff. Be healed. Let Him work and love you. And He is so kind and gentle. He is so full of mercy. And He'll take you and He'll fix you. And then He'll put you on the right track and say, now go and do this. Glory to God. Don't, don't allow these petty things that the devil keeps in our heads and tries to put in our hearts and, and tell us, you can't have it because of this or that. You can have it. I don't care if you only work two hours and everybody else work ten, you get the same. Amen? And the people that work ten better start rejoicing with you. Amen? Where'd we get off on all that? That's good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The light of the body is the eye, where your vision comes from. If the eye is single, if it's together, if it, in other words, if you, if you only have one eye, one good eye, you'd still see like you had two. Amen? In other words, people with two eyes just see with two eyes. They see one thing with two eyes. I can't look at three things with two eyes. I can't even work at two things with two eyes. Right? You gotta have single vision. Amen? And, and, and what, that's what he's saying. He's saying, I don't want you looking at other options. Look here. If you look here, the body will be full of light. You won't have any darkness in you at all. Why? Because if you look to God, He's only light. And so He can only fill you with light. He can only give you right words that produce right visions. When, when we look at other things, we get wrong words that produce wrong visions. Amen? And, and, and what happens is when you're looking at two things, you're serving two masters. Think about Peter. Peter goes, they're all out on the boat. The, wind, the waves are, you know, the wind's contrary, as it says. And he, they're out there, and they see Jesus walking across, and they think, they think it's a spirit. I don't know how many spirits they saw walking across the water. But it's like it was a common thing back then. Ooh, a spirit. Yeah. But Jesus says, fear not, it's me. And Peter said, Master. He said, Lord, which is Master. The word for Lord is Master or supreme, the supremacy of authority. In other words, all authority. He said, Master. That's a good thing. If you're looking for help, put yourself under Jesus. 
You know, you want to put yourself under the right person? Call him Lord. That's why he said, call me Lord. Right? Anybody that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That doesn't just mean they get to go to heaven. That means they get healed, delivered, made free. They get to enjoy the riches of God here on the earth and go be with Him forever. Glory to God. Amen. He said, Master, if that's you, bid me to come. And it was, so Jesus said, I mean, what's He going to do? It is me. Here, here I am. And And when He said that, Peter stepped out of the boat onto the water. He's actually on water. He's actually on water walking towards Jesus. Why? He's got a vision of the Master. The Master's helping him. The Master's... His faith is in the vision of Jesus said, come, and now I can. Because why? Because Jesus just empowered me with one word. Come. He heard come. Now he can do what come is. Amen? So he steps out on the water and he's walking. And, and then he corrupts his vision. He, he, he corrupts his vision because he looks at the wind and he makes it his master. And it will make you fall where Jesus made you stand. Amen? No man can serve two masters. He, he, he disesteemed what Jesus said by looking this way. And when you do that, you take away Jesus' ability to, to do anything for you. Amen? And so, after he did that, he was afraid. He, he starts sinking. But he's smart. He says, Master! Right? The same Master that got him on the water will get him out of the water. Amen? He says, Master, Lord, save me, rescue me. And Jesus reached out his hand and they walked on the water back to the boat. I mean, they were in the water, so they had to walk on the water to get back in. Because it doesn't say Jesus sunk with Peter. So I am assuming the whole time Jesus is still on the water. But, but the, but the vision changed at some point. And, and then, and, and Jesus said on the way back to the boat, he said, where, oh, ye've little faith, wherefore did you doubt? And, you know, I looked up that today because I thought, does it mean small faith or short faith? It means both. It means both. In other words, uh, one, one, one translation meant puny in duration or value. Puny in duration. In other words, didn't last long enough. Right? And God said, you've done that a lot. He said, you've asked for something. I've given it. You received it and then didn't feel it and walked away from it. People do that. We do that. How many people in here have come to a meeting, got excited, got their faith up, and said, man, I know I have it now. And they walked out the door and they knew they had it. And somebody said one thing or they experienced one thing contrary to what they thought they believed. And their faith went from walking on the water to sinking. Why? It was short faith. It was little faith. Little faith still got him out on the water, but it didn't last long enough to keep him walking on the water. 
the lady, the, the Canaanite woman, the Syrophoenician woman, right? She comes up. Well, let's just turn to that. I've got it somewhere. It's in my notes right in here somewhere. Matthew 15. 22. It says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast, cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. She just called him master. Wait a second, she's a Canaanite woman. Syrophoenician woman. What's she doing calling him master? Master Lord. She just slipped herself right under him. Can't just do that. I guess not, because Jesus just ignored her. Right? She said, Have mercy on me, Lord. She she asked for the kindness of God. You know what she's asking for? Jesus almost couldn't keep himself back from doing. Because he she's asking for the for the kindness of God. She's calling him Lord, recognizing who he is. What's she doing? She's got a vision of who he is, and she's not going to let go of it. Amen. Well, if you want, if you want to be healed, grab a vision of the healer and do not let go of it. He, he took stripes on his back. He, he went to the cross. He went to the, to the center of the earth. He, he died and took your sins to hell and he, and God raised him from the dead and we're healed. You're saved, you're delivered, you're rescued, you're healed. Amen? Amen. And, 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 when he, and, and when he does this, we've we got to keep a hold of that vision, not the one that says, yeah, but what about them? It's not about them. It's not about them. They were as healed as you were. What they, what they received was up to them and, and, and maybe up to you helping them. Right? You might have been their faith buddy. <laughs> we won't go there. Amen. But this lady, she, she's calling him Lord, and then she, and then, and he doesn't even answer her. And the disciples say, can you send her away? She's really a bother, Lord. Send her away. And, but he answered and he said, I'm not sent, but unto the lost, to, unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So first he ignores her. Now, you, somebody comes to church, and ask for something, and I just ignore them, they're going to write a nasty letter about me. Right? And they're, they're going to write it straight to the Moors. They're going to say, your, your associate, he, he, I came and asked for something, and he just turned his back, act like I wasn't there. Right? Do you know ignoring people makes them mad? <laughs> she, she wasn't going to get mad. Why? She had a vision of who he was. She had a vision of who he was. She wasn't letting go of who he was. Amen. And and so then then he says, I'm not sent to you. So now he's rejecting her. He's ignored her. He's rejected her. And then he calls her a dog. You know what she does every time after he rejected her? She said, Lord, master. Help me. After she was rejected, and he said, no, I, I, I'm not throwing the children's bread to dogs. And she, and she says, and this is really good, she says, Truth, Lord, Master, truth, Master, 
Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Their master. What was she calling him? Master. And she says, I don't call, I don't care if I'm even a dog. I'll grab the crumbs out from under your table. Because that's all I need is that crumb out from under your table. Amen? Why? Because she wasn't going to lose her vision of who he was because she wanted to get what she needed. Amen? And, and, and she knew that he had it. it, it and, and the only thing that could mess that up is if she would get offended or change her vision. If you get offended, your vision changes immediately. Why? Well, he's a mean Jesus. Right? Well, he's not, he's not nice. He couldn't get me healed if, if I needed to be. He, he's not nice enough. That, that, that's, that's what the devil wanted. But she wasn't going to go for it. Offense is the most powerful weapon, I think, that the devil tries to use against the church. So if he can keep you offended, he can keep you from receiving anything. Right? People say, well, I'll just go to another church. You won't be able to receive anything because you're just taking your offended self over there. We just need to pray for that church that your spirit of offense will be negated on their, pro- on their property. Right? Very few people... I'm not going to say that. I'm hearing better and better all the time. <laughs> Glory to God. So, so you got two. And, and then Jesus said, and he, and, he, and he answered her and said, after she said, truth, Lord, what did he say? He said, he said, woman, great is your faith. And that word great means exceedingly big. Strong. What's he saying? Able to last. Able to last. Faith that receives, that believes that to receive is able to last. It, it, it doesn't quit. It doesn't give up. It doesn't look to the problem. It doesn't look to the, to, to the feelings. It doesn't look to, it, it moves on Amen. and it believes in the goodness of the God it was seeking to start with and it receives. Amen. Healing is ours. And it's, and guess what? It's not an age thing. Right? People say, well, I'm older. You just, no. I don't want to have older excuses. Those are old excuses. I don't want old excuses. People say, well, you're just not old yet. Well, thank you. You can say that 20 years from now when I'm 80. I still won't be old. I mean, if you're going to live forever, how old are you really? I mean, what, what, what's 120 in the span of eternity? I mean, it's not very much, is it? <laughs> this is the briefest time we'll ever have right here, what we're doing right now. Go back to Matthew. Matthew 6. Verse 22 said that the, the light of the body is the eye. In other words, everything you take in, you take in from your ears and your eyes. The light that you get will be the vision that you're, that you're hearing produced. Amen? Because you'll say, I see that. Right? You, you, um, some of the, I know uh, Kim was talking to me about the, the uh, faith school, about the Syrophoenician woman. 
and where Brother Moore started talking about the bread was the children's bread. And bread is something we eat every day, and it's our right. It's, it's our bread every day. Healing is our bread every day. And she, and, and I, I know she's probably heard that before, but that day it turned a light on. Yeah. Right? It turned a light on. Why? Because she looked at it, she was singly vision, she was believing for the healing God, and God gave her healing light. Amen? And when you do, you get healing excited. Light makes you excited. When, when the light of God's words come in your ears and, and through your eyes and you get a vision that that bread that you're eating at, at communion is the healing bread, that that bread that you're putting in your body, that's healing bread. That when Jesus talked about the bread, I'm the bread of life, that was the healing bread. And that's ours. Amen? And, and when we get illuminated to these things, that light comes on. We're like, yeah. And so we want to get our single eye. And we want to see it exactly that way. Let nothing else in. It's, he says, if your eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. He's talking about this body. If your eye is single, you just filled your body with the light and life of God. Glory to God. And then he says, he says, but if your eye be evil. And what's he saying? He's not saying you're looking at bad things. He's saying the picture you got is wrong. Go back to what we were just talking about. The ones that showed up at late in the day, worked for two hours, and the ones that worked all day. You guys remember that parable? Yeah. And the ones that were that worked all day, they're standing in line, and they see down here these guys are getting the same thing that they were agreed to and so immediately they start thinking well we'll get more and instead of rejoicing for them they're thinking about them you ever do that with people that get something you hear a testimony none of you guys probably ever do this hear a testimony something you've been believing for and somebody else got it and you wonder where they got it <laughs> right wrong answer man i'm glad they got that Yes, that's what God does. But they're standing there and they're thinking, I'll get more. I'll get more. I think I've got that in my notes. Let's just look at it. Maybe way back in my notes. I don't know if I have actually kept it or not. Maybe not. Anyway, so they're getting it. They come down. They receive the same thing. They start murmuring against this man, this the Lord of, of this the state that they were working in. And he comes to him. He said, what's wrong with you? Did I not give you exactly what we agreed upon? And then he says, or is your eye evil because I'm good? What's he saying? He said, are you seeing this wrong because I did something good? I wasn't doing anything wrong. It was my money. It was, it was up to me what to pay. Are you seeing this wrong because I was good? And that, that's the problem. When, when, we're, when, when we're believing for something, we're, everybody's getting the same thing you are. Amen? I don't care if you worked here for two hours. I don't care if you worked here for ten hours. The same healing that's available to the ten hours are available to the two hours. Amen? 
We have people all the time. They just got saved and they got healed. I've been believing for healing for 12 years. Well, first of all, you just proved you weren't believing for healing for 12 years. You had the stutter healing. Healing, I'm believing. Ooh, I don't know. I'm believing, I'm believing. No, what happened there? You're, you're, you're watching the wind every two steps. Because you wouldn't say that if you were still believing for healing. You'd say, whoa, they got healed. I'm believing for that same thing. I get it. You wouldn't say, I worked for 10 hours. I should get twice the healing they got. Do you need twice the healing they got? We don't, it's not a word. You know, that's, that's why there's going to be many that say, Lord, Lord. And he's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. Why? Because what, what they knew about him was prophecy. I, we prophesied in your name. We did many mighty works in your name. And the whole sermon that he preaches for three chapters above that is on forgiving people, loving people, praying, serving God. Nothing in there. Nothing in there about prophesying. Right? He says, he says, don't call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I ask. Not do what I say. What did he say to do? Forgive. People believing for healing, they need to go to chapter 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew and read the sermon. This is what Christians do. They love one another. They, they love their enemy. They turn another cheek. They walk an extra mile. They do and act like Jesus acted. Amen. Healing is a byproduct of being a Christian. Right? That's good. We, we're healed because we're His children. We're healed because we receive salvation. We're healed because He's a good Father. We're healed because... And we do what He says because we love Him, not because we want to be healed. Amen? And, and those things... You know, seek after God for healing. Don't seek after healing. Don't, huh? Anybody ever done that? Saw, sought after what you wanted instead of after who you needed? I did it for years. It doesn't work. I sought to be rich instead of seeking God. And he kept bringing up Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I'm like, well, that's yeah, that's what I'm doing, and I'll be rich if I do. He's like, you're not seeking the kingdom of God. You're seeking to be rich. Amen? We seek God because we love Him. He saved us. He saved us, spirit, soul, and body. He pulled us out of the darkness and placed us in the light. And then if, we, if we'll look right, if we'll not serve two masters, if we'll keep singleness of vision, then we'll receive from the God that saved us. Amen? Because that's who you'll see is the God that saved you. You won't look for how you can deserve it because you didn't deserve the salvation you got, let alone the healing you got, because the healing came out of the salvation. So you're not looking for how much faith, how many, how many scriptures you can place on your mirror, or how many songs you sang with the choir, or how many times you sat on the front row. You're not look, you're seeking God. Because you love Him. And because He's good. Amen? And then He's, what's He gonna do? He's gonna tell you to go do 
for someone else. You can say, well, but God, I need healing. He's like, yeah, go do this. But, but God, what about me? And the minute you say that, he can't help you because you, God doesn't work selfishly. The first thing he ever tries to do with people is pull them out of their selfishness so that they can receive. Because selfishness can't receive a gift because it can only deserve a gift. So you can't, it's not even a gift anymore because it's pay for something you did right. I mean, anytime you come down to somebody and you say, you know, I've done everything I know to do and I'm still not healed, you, you just showed why healing didn't happen. You don't, you didn't do anything to be healed. Jesus did it all for you. Your part is not to see how many things you, it's not, there's not a checklist. You know, okay, I came to church every week, yes. Listen to the healing. To, yes, I quoted all 101 reasons <laughs> twice why, I, why I'm healed, right? And I loved somebody today. I didn't yell at them when they didn't go at the, at the stoplight. Right? I'm, I'm a giver. I, I give. Yeah, I gave in church. This is not a checklist. You couldn't be a giver until you got saved. You couldn't do love until you knew Jesus. You couldn't be healed until you got a hold of Him. We've got to stop working for it. The power of God's present in this building, in Sarasota, over the air, to, to heal. Because He's a good God. Because He purchased it for us. Because He wants you to have it worse than you think you need it. He doesn't want you even dealing with acid reflux. Well, you just got to eat sometimes. Why? Let's not deal with it. Heart palpitations. Well, that's just every now and then. Why? Why? You're a child of God, the Most High, the one that walks on water whenever He wants, the one that created this whole thing and loves you in such a way that He paid in advance for your kidneys to be whole, for your liver to function right, for every level in your body to work exactly how He created it to. And for you to live long and a good quality. Not just live, live richly. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about rich living. I'm talking about you're healthy. Your quality of life's good. You're able to minister and love people every day that you wake up. You're able to do things for the kingdom of God. And you're excited about God every day of your life. You stay excited about God, you'll live to 120. Right? Why? Because you're excited about God. And there's people, there's always going to be people here that don't know. And as long as there's people here that don't know, and you're excited, your mouth should be flapping. (laughs) Right? Your heart should be doing. Why? Because we serve a good God. Serve a good God. And that image of God. That knowing God. Look at Ephesians 1, 18. That knowing God. 
That, that, that's what Abraham knew. He believed God. But that, you know the song, again, we sing the song, Friend of God. Abraham knew God and he was known by God. He didn't, God didn't just know Abraham's name. He knew his heart. He knew what, he knew what Abraham, he said, he said it. He said, I know him. He'll command his children after me. I know him. Don't you want God to say that about you? I know Dave. He'll do just what I said every time I say it. I'm going to get there. Right? Instead of being the one, I know him and he does a pretty good job, but sometimes he gets his own opinions. <laughs> Abraham forgot, he, he had opinions, you see him through there. He forgot, he forwent his opinions and he sought God. He said, you know what? I saw the stars, I saw the sand. He said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Right? He believed in, he, he knew God so well and trusted in his word so much that when God said, go sacrifice Isaac, that he immediately believed, well, if that's going to happen, he'll have to raise him from the dead because he already promised this. And it says in Romans that he was fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to do. He wasn't halfway persuaded. The wind and the waves weren't going to bother him. The, the, the age wasn't going to bother him. Nothing was going to bother him about this whole trip with Isaac because Isaac was the seed through whom the seed would come. So, sure, I'll sacrifice him and watch you raise him back up from the dead, Lord. Why? Because I know you. I know you, Lord. I got the picture of who you are. You're the good God that's took me out and told me to look at the stars and told me, so shall your seed be. You're the God that brought me through over and over again. You're the God that helped me get my, my son, my, my nephew back out of Sodom. You're the God that's always been with me. Even when I didn't do everything right, you still stood by me. That's our God. Even if you don't do everything right, He stands by you and he stands by his word and he's never failed it. Glory to God. And this prayer that Paul prayed in Ephesians in verse 18, he said, he said, I'm praying that the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your heart, I'm praying that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened so that you may know, see, have knowledge of, and understand, perceive what is the hope of His calling. That's what that word, when He says, I want you to know. The word know literally means see. I want you to see. He says, I want God to show it to you, enlighten you in such a way that you know the very heart of God in what He was doing to get you to where you're at right now what He was doing to get you past where you're at right now, that what, what He was doing, the hope of His calling, I, I want you to know. I want you to see and understand. I want you to perceive what are the riches of His glory to, the, to His inheritance in the saints. I want you to see everything He's given you, everything He's done for you, everything He'll work in you, everything He'll work through you. I want you to see it. In other words, when you're done praying, when you're done, when you're, when you're done listening, that you got a vision of God that you never had before because the eyes of your heart are being enlightened. Amen. And as the eyes of your heart are enlightened, you know God more and your vision and it's healed. I'm healed. What? Prosper? I'm prosperous. 
What? I have what God says I have. Right. Not what I, not what I deserve, not, not what I've seen, not what I've felt. I have what He says I have. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? I'll be what He says I am. Glory to God. He says, I want you to know that. I want you to know. I want you to know. But how do you know? The eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your heart. What you see truly with your heart. These are windows and, and, and you get things in your ears and you get a vision of what put, got put in your ears. What, what got put in your ears gives you a vision. And it, that's why we don't let. That's why at the, at, in Proverbs 20, uh, 4.20, when he's, I think, about 22, he says, guard your heart. Why is he saying, don't let anything corrupt your vision of the words I just gave you. Because the words produced a vision in you. The, the promises of God should produce a vision of health in you. They should produce a vision of health and life. And, 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 they, and you see yourself well. You see what He did for you and the healing God that He is and that you're well because He did these things for you. Amen? And you never let it out of your eyes and you put it in your heart and you guard it. You guard it. Anytime the devil says, well, what about it? No, devil, out. Out. You get no say here. It's not my thought. It's your thought, and it's an ugly thought, and I don't take it. Amen? Right? And that, that, that's how you walk in love, because the devil don't want you to. He'll say, well, you saw them, judge them. <laughs> no, devil, I don't judge. I love I'm merciful. I'm kind. I'm like my father. I take after him in every way. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. He wants us to see what is the hope of the calling. He wants us to see what the riches of his glory and the inheritance of saints. He wants us to see what is the exceeding greatness of his power. To who? To people who will believe. What's he saying? I want you to see what you're believing. I want you to see everything about my goodness. I want you to believe because you know I'm good. I want you to believe because you love me. I want you to believe because you know I love you. And because you know that price has been paid. I want you to believe and I want you to see how much power has been extended and exerted towards you because of this. And you'll be healed. And you'll be healed. Amen? Because that power was exerted towards us. Amen? The exceeding greatness of His power towards us who according to the working of His mighty power, which what? He wrought in Jesus. What did He say? He showed you this power. What did He do? Came to the earth. The Word of God made flesh. Glory to God. He walked. He healed. He did good. All that were oppressed of the devil. He died on a cross, took stripes on his back. He accomplished everything that you ever need, that I'll ever need to be a success in this life. Amen? And beyond. Guess what? You're already a success in heaven. Right? You're a success story. The day you got saved, the angels rejoiced because another success story happened. The greatest healing, miraculous thing that could ever happen happened the day you were saved. 
you were as sick as you could be and you were on your way to hell. And he reached down and he pulled you out of there. And he seated you with Christ Jesus. He said, let me pull you out of that darkness and place you up in this light. So that in the ages to come, (laughs) glory to God. He's so good to us, guys. If I keep going, I'm going to preach more. Stand up. Thank you, Lord.